Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And this is episode 101. Today, we're going to be talking about Cobra Kai season three, along with other shows and movies we're watching. But before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brooke? Oh, thank you for asking, Diana. I'm actually doing pretty darn good. Feeling good on this Saturday afternoon, hanging out with my friend, just finished up work. So I'm, I'm pretty good. How about you? Oh, that's awesome. I, yes, I always look forward to our time together and we get to talk about movies and TV, which I love. So I feel great. And, uh, you know, it's been raining a lot here, but uh, we got a little break. So it's, it's nice to see a little bit of the sun. So, yes, that's awesome. I know it feels really good. I know, but we get to talk about one of our favorite shows, Cobra Kai, season three. And I don't know, so much happened and I can't wait to break it down with you. But I was thinking as I was watching this, how uh, Johnny had to come up with a a dojo name. (laughs) And uh, as he came up with it, I thought, what would we name our own dojo? So, Brooke, if you had to come up with a name of a karate dojo, what would you call it? I'm going to go with Screens and Focus Podcast. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and I did actually think about that because um, the kids and I, we've been going over our spirit animal. <gasps> oh. Yeah, they got some pretty good ones. For, the, for a while there... Uh, they told me that my spirit animal was an owl and I loved it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it sounds just like me. But then it turned out that, um, it's not an owl. I'm actually a bumblebee. So I'm going to go with beasting dojo. Ooh. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks. I, I think it's very cool. Yeah. And, and I, I even have a logo, you know, pictured in my mind. So we're going to have to work on that. Oh, man, that's so good. Yeah. What would you name your karate dojo? I don't know. I'm too busy thinking about your name. I really like it. Oh. <laughs> Just like sting like a bee. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. Right. Well, I was thinking... I was thinking something at first, at first, like a panther, but I couldn't think of like what, like panther, what panther. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't think of the second word that would go with that. And then I thought of a lion because I love lions. Yeah. And, but I can't, can't be Lion King because that's already a a movie. So I'm like, oh man. Then I was thinking, what, what is, you know, uh, just, uh, massive and 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 I thought of dragon and so I thought of dragon dough. So I don't know. That was those are my thoughts. So I think I'll go with dragon dough, even though I do like the Panther thing too. Ooh, yeah, those are good ones. I like dragon because it it like it reminds me of the t shirt that I got for you, the mother of dragons. Yes. Dragon what then? Dragon what? I said dragon doe because I couldn't think of another name, but dragon. Dragon fire. Oh, yeah. Dragon. Yes. Dragon stone. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Okay. 
<laughs> That's or was it. it was it dragon glass in uh game of thrones was it dragon glass or what was it dragon yeah. i can't remember it was glass but i can't remember if that's what the word that they used oh dragon okay glass. well anyway dragon sounds good to me mm-hmm. cool yes so friends out there listening let us know what you think we want to know what's the name of your dojo you can leave us a comment on twitter at in underscore screens or at our Screens and Focus Facebook page. You can follow us on our Instagram. You can subscribe to our website. The link is in our show notes. All right. Spoilers ahead. Diana. <laughs> We've come to the time where I want to know your overall thoughts on season three, <laughs> Cobra Kai. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This show, it's just so much fun. Uh, can you really say that about a lot of shows, right? I mean, there are a lot of them that are really good, that really grip you, that scare you. That, but, but this show is like fun. It has heart. It makes me laugh. There are lessons to be learned and every character is growing one way or another. We learn about Kreese's background and how that impacted his whole life. I love that the series continues to show flashbacks from the original movie with Daniel and Johnny and connecting, reconnecting with familiar faces. I was so thrilled with season three, and I cannot wait for season four. Me too. Oh my gosh, I just feel all of your energy about this show through your words. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I was dying to know about what happened to all of our friends, Miguel, Robbie, Sam, Tori. Like, I just needed to know what they were going through. I felt so bad for everyone, including yes. the adults. Yes. Johnny, Daniel, Miguel's mom, Chris. It just felt so good to have some closure and understand how everyone dealt with that impact from that massive fight at the school. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was very well done. Very well done. I mean, we were still hanging at the edge of our seats. I know, right? Yeah. I love that they can do that, that they're exactly. able to do that. <laughs> it's like, leave us hanging for more. It's like, we can't I wait. <laughs> I know. And we had to watch it slow so that we could enjoy this for more than one afternoon, you know, I know. one day. I I did that too. I, I, I tried to stretch it out the first time I watched it. I'm like, okay, try and stretch it out, but it's hard. And then I it watched was. it again. I watched it again. And I, I ended with the, I saved the last episode to rewatch last night just because I wanted that. Ah, I just wanted that again, you know, and I was so excited. So. All right. She's pumped, you guys. Yeah. She, Diana's going to start. With her thoughts on episodes one through five. Ready, set, go. <laughs> okay. In episode one, Aftermath, of course, we're dealing with the ramifications of the high school brawl and how it's affecting everyone. Miguel is in his coma. Robbie's hiding. Sam is suffering from PTSD. Johnny is in a drunken stupor and Daniel and Amanda's business is suffering due to the community's outrage. They were like so pissed off. It was like crazy. Oh, gosh. And at first I thought, okay, 
Would people really react like this? But you know what? People are crazy. They probably do. <laughs> so I don't know. But, um, you know, they all have to figure out a way to move forward. And I like the conversation that Sam and Daniel have reflecting on what happened and how they need to stay focused on doing what's right. Uh, and I love that Daniel says, you know, thinks about what he learned from Mr. Miyagi and that they can't run away from their problems. And so, you know, he kind of gives Sam the advice and for himself and for Robbie that, you know, they just can't run away from these things. So um, I think it just kind of encompasses all of them of what they need to do. Mm -hmm. But I have to say that I felt so bad for Robbie and I really do. So I was so happy that Daniel searches for him and asks Johnny's help in doing that. I find it interesting that Johnny is really there for Miguel, telling him to never give up. But I wonder why isn't he just thinking about his son as much as he's thinking about Miguel. I know he loves him. I know he does. But I don't know. I just feel him uh, really there for Miguel more um, from what we're seeing. And also, Miguel's in this coma, right? Because we don't know in the first episode, you know, what's going to happen. And I like that we're kind of in his head and we see him battling like at a you know, an all-valley tournament at the very beginning. And then at the very end, we see that too. And he punches or he gets the upper hand on his opponent. And that's right when he opens his eyes and the episode ends. Right. <sighs> and so then we go into episode two, which is nature versus nurture. And that's where we begin to learn about Kreese's background, about him being bullied and joins the army. And then we see him present day and he's like challenging his students and gets rid of what he regards as weak. And then he manages to get Tori to return to the dojo with all that she's dealing with. And that was uh, really an intense um, recruiting process, I felt like, for her to see Tori in her day in her life. That was hard yes. to see that. I yeah. didn't know what she was going through. Well, and I think so. that's what's really good about the show, because even for Kreese, right? I mean, he's us as the bad guy, but little by little throughout each episode, we start to learn about why he is the way he is. And uh, same thing with Tori, right? I mean, because everybody has their story. Nobody just is born, you know, wanting to do bad or be, you know, how, you know, from coming from their perspective, there's always something that uh, triggered them or that change them or um anyway so we see daniel and johnny search for robbie together and it's funny because while they're doing this we see how opposite they are and how they get on each other's nerves and so their relationship is very comical and um you know i feel like they're starting to get along but then something always happens to put them at odds and I just want them to, like, get over that hump, you know? It's always this friction between them. Because I really feel like they could be great allies. 
Uh, they end up searching and they come up on this garage where they think Robbie's at and uh, they start fighting the guys. And it was cool to see them fight together, right? I just thought yeah. that was so cool. That was. And, um, but then Johnny kind of takes it too far because he starts beating this guy and Daniel's all, God, he's already given us all he can. Why are you still beating the crap out of him? And uh, so they argue about that and they throw some verbal jabs at each other and then they go their separate ways. But I was really happy to see that Daniel reunites with Robbie uh, because Robbie goes to see his mom. And I was so happy that Daniel apologized for what he had said to him and because I didn't think it was right how he, you know, what he said. I felt like he should have backed him more of the time. But at the same time, I'm glad Daniel realized that. And so he tells, um, you know, Robbie that, that mistakes don't define who you are which I just think everybody should hold the heart, right? Because everybody makes some mistakes. And then, but then Robbie's arrested and feels totally betrayed. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And then we see Johnny, uh, that he visits Miguel. And, uh, you know, at this point, we still don't know if he's going to walk again. And that um, leads us into, were you going to say anything? Oh, you know, I've been processing a lot, um, when you had originally spoke about Johnny, Miguel and Robbie and uh, you know how he's there for Miguel and it's harder for him to be there for Robbie. Um, and then you also had talked about crease and Tori and how, or where it, where their uh, uh, turning point was for them. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I wonder the same thing about Johnny and his son, but there's something that's also uh, preventing him from from getting right. to Robbie. Yes. And I wonder more so where that comes from because he um, was a privileged young person, you know, his stepfather. Yes. But also his stepfather, his father figure in his life was such a jerk. Yes, he was. And that's kind of how he started out in fatherhood himself. Yeah. Yes, you're right. So they need their their intense healing in order for them to get to a place. And it's almost like Johnny and Daniel, how they, um, every time they get close, they get pushed farther apart. It's this kind of a, a repeat of habit between him and his son as well because it started you know season um two that he was driving his son to school at one point yeah and and then now that was actually the last episode where we saw them get into the fight he drove him to school that day and then after that they they were separated again mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um they'll have to try again on their mending right Oh, yes. So hard. In episode three, Now You're Gonna Pay, uh, the LaRusso's dealership is suffering. Uh, a competitor tries to buy them out. And uh, while Daniel is at a loss for what to do, he remembers that Mr. Miyagi told Daniel's son, man who works for passion is always richer than a man who works for money. Um you know, and each time Daniel needs clarity, 
He remembers these moments, and I love the flashback with them cutting the bonsai trees back from the original movies, which is an exercise in focus. And so this invigorates Daniel to save his business, and so he heads to Japan, which I loved. Um, And Johnny meets up with his pastor buddy who advises him to, you know, do what's right. And so he helps Johnny by setting up a visit with Robbie, but Johnny doesn't show. Oh my God, again, I was so upset. And I know he's torn, you know, and he's and he decides to stay at the hospital with Miguel because the grandma says, you know, you can be here with us and, and pray, or I'm not sure what exactly what she tells him, but... He ends up staying, I think, because he feels obligated to. But us thinking, no, you're letting your son down again. Ugh. And yeah. meanwhile, meanwhile, Robbie is trying to adjust to juvenile hall and keeps getting harassed by a group of guys. And, you know, he has to deal with his dad not showing up. Ugh, Robbie, I just I feeling bad for him. So bad. So then in episode four, The Right Path, Daniel's in Okinawa, uh, flashbacks. Oh, I love these of, uh, you know, and there's just something about the music and seeing Mr. Miyagi and Daniel. It just makes me feel so nostalgic. Uh, so I was with Daniel and equally disappointed when the village was now a mall. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, but he, you know, goes around and he sees Kumako. So he reunites with her. And this was his love interest in Karate Kid 2. Oh, my gosh. I I swear the flashbacks are just some of my favorite. Um, Just seeing those, you know, incorporated into the show, you know, and they catch up on the past. And he tells her that, you know, he has a great life, but he admits he's struggling. And so she shows him the letters that Mr. Miyagi wrote to his love, and they find one that was written the week that he died. And she reads it, and Mr. Miyagi expresses what Daniel means to him. And oh, my God, tears were flowing down my face. It it really, it just really warmed my heart. And I just was feeling the love between Mr. Miyagi and Daniel. Um. I just thought it was so special. And so then Johnny tries to reconnect with Robbie at the food kitchen, but it doesn't go so well. Um, But he does connect with Miguel and tells him uh, no more excuses and that he will always be his teacher and support him. Yeah. In the meantime, students of Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai continue to battle at school, on the field. But I was so mad at that. I think, is she the counselor? I don't know if she's the counselor or the principal. But why is it that they're always supporting the other side, you know, the Cobra Kais when they're acting up? It's like, you know, so many times Sam gets into trouble and, uh, you know, like she's the one in the wrong they always see it from the other, you know, the other side. And I was like, ah, oh, hate that part. I know. But whoa, at the very end, oh, it was so cool. We see Chosen at the end with a flashback. 
showing yeah. a flashback of who he is. Oh, so damn cool. I love that they went to Japan. And then in episode five, Miyagi-Do, it was so exciting. The opening with Daniel and Chosen fighting and flashbacks and with Daniel putting his lessons to work. And then in current time, Chosen walks up with the same intense music and Daniel's ready to throw a punch. You know, he's kind of like clenching his fist, like what's going to come next? But then Chosen bows. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Um, you know, and then Kumiko tells Daniel that Chosen has changed and uh, he takes Daniel to the Miyagi-Do dojo and learns wow. some new techniques. And I can't help but think that at this point, I can't help but think that these are going to play a part in the upcoming episodes. So I was so looking forward to that. And we also see Robbie continuing, you know, fighting against these bullies at Juvie. And we also see Miyagi-Do battle Cobra Kai. You know, they're battling it out. And I love how they, they show, you know, they flip from one fight to another. I just think that's really cool. I like that storytelling. Yeah. And then Tori shows up and man, I I would be scared of her. Like she scares me. Like she's a great actress. I, I She like encompasses a bully so well. And I think the biggest shock to me was that Hawk broke Dimitri's arm and that, that Sam- was crazy. Yeah. And that Sam sat paralyzed in fear. Yeah. Oh. That was so hard to watch and so just, oh my gosh, I can't believe yeah. that he did that. Do you think he felt um, remorse as soon as he did it? Yes, but he was so, um, you know, he succumbed to uh, peer pressure, I feel. I feel because they were telling him to do it, do it, and he did it. And then his face was kind of like, oh shit, what did I just do? Yeah, why did he get arrested for that? Sheesh. I know. He should have ended up in juvie with Robbie. <laughs> I know, right? Well, the thing was, though, so, okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because I want to say something about Robbie. Robbie's intention wasn't to, I, I don't feel, it wasn't his intention to, like, push him over. He was just fighting back. He was just fighting with him. He just wanted to win whatever. It wasn't like he was like, oh, I'm going to push him over the edge and he's going to fly over and he's going to hurt himself. Where like, let's just say with uh, Hawk and Dimitri, I mean, he knew what he was doing. He was going to break his arm. So I, I feel like there's a big difference there where I feel like everybody was just after Johnny, like, oh, I mean, after Robbie, it was like, oh, you know what you did, what you did. It's like, I mean, yes, he shouldn't have done it, but I don't feel his intention was to hurt him like that. It just, they were all fighting. Um, but I do want to say that I love Johnny and Miguel's relationship. Uh, Johnny's approach to help Miguel is just so hysterical. He hangs that 1980s magazine from a fishing hook to get Miguel to try and reach it. And, uh, and then, oh my God, he lights Miguel's foot on fire. Ah. Oh. <laughs> and then he takes, uh, Miguel to a D Snyder concert at the end. And it was so funny. And it's like, Finally, Johnny gets on Facebook and Allie accepts his friend request. Oh, all of that was so cool. 
Yep, that was a very good episode. I was very happy to see uh, Miguel tapping away to the song at the concert. I know. I loved it. So, Brooke, tell me you're going to give your insights to episodes 6 through 10. Yes, and episode 6, King Cobra. Uh, in that episode, past Kreese, because they, they did the flashback, and Kreese was invited to the special ops team by that by his Captain Turner, and that's where he learned Tang Sudo in the war. So, in the present time, Kreese... He recruited Hawk's former bullies, public enemy number one, Kyler. So then um, he Hawk sees them and he starts having his flashbacks and they're just so horrible. These, these flashbacks are terrible of what his bullies had done and his overcoming uh, is telling Kreese that they're not Cobra Kai material. But Chris, you know, he believes that they're naturally athletic and that's just what Cobra Kai needed. Mm. Oh, oh, Chris is just such a bad guy. <laughs> I know. He's actually a really good bad guy, too, right? I mean, I just yeah. totally believe him. <sighs> I know. I'm like, why is this guy even around? But Hawk had to hold in so much pain in order for him to beat the ugly out of Brooks. In that match, and he scared the you-know-what out of Kyler. <laughs> yeah. I was watching Hawk, like, just going to town on that guy. He was so enraged. Oh, he was. He's yeah. good, too. <laughs> yeah. He's really good. I, yeah, I, 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 I like him Yeah, like as an actor. Too. Yeah. I just felt really bad for Hawk at the time during that beatdown situation you know, because of all the pain that he was just letting out. But mm. I understood how badly Hawk had endured that pain from these guys. And ha and and I, I know how it feels to just let things out. But it was just so hard to see that. So hard to see him in so much pain. Because I yeah. truly believe that that's where that was coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a lot going on with like the flashbacks and Kreese's flashbacks where Captain Turner receives a letter addressed to Kreese and then he hides it from him. So Captain Turner ordered Kreese to set off a bomb, but Kreese couldn't do it because Ponytail was in there. So instead they were all captured and then Ponytail was shot anyways. Aww. Yeah. Which is really hard to see that. Right. Um, and changing the subject, back at the apartment, Johnny and Miguel have a disagreement. And while they were arguing about Crease taking the dojo, we noticed Miguel standing and taking steps while he's in the harness. I was just yeah. feeling such a proud moment. Um, and then... We also got to see Amanda trying to negotiate with Armand to get Crease out of the lease, but it backfires and her triple threat deal is off. I know. Uh, see, but again, it happens. Was this a, was this the part where she slapped him? Um, I think it was in that episode when she slapped him. 
Because she slaps him, right? And then Daniel comes home and then they go to the police station and then they're going to file a restraining order and then there's one on her. I'm like, damn it. See, they always get everything turned on them, right? I mean, with Sam, it was that counselor and here it's the police. You know, they're like, oh, we don't have to go find you. We can just hand you the restraining order here. (laughs) She's all, great, thanks. Made your job easier. I'm like, oh my gosh. Ah, just so frustrating. It drives me crazy. I know. But, oh my gosh, what I loved about this episode was um, Miguel and Johnny taking all those Facebook pics. Oh my God, I was laughing so hard. Loved sushi. Yes, he's all spitting it out. He's all acting like he likes it, and then he's all spitting it out. He's all, do you want this? (laughs) (laughs) It cracks me up. So, in episode seven, Obstaculos, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Sorry about that. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't Sam, know. <laughs> Sam is clearly suffering from PTSD and her dream of she and Tori facing off in Miyagi-Do. That was <gasps> scary for her. <gasps> oh, my gosh. In the dream, Tori drowns her in the pond. And I just felt that Sam and her dad going fishing was so good for her to face her fears and her anxiety. So she, was, she wasn't able to help Dimitri. And she feels that she may not able she may not be able to fight karate anymore. So that was Mm. really, uh, I think, uh, an opening for her to at least speak of it out loud, you know, and even though she was defensive with her dad, I think it was important that that happened. Um, yes. So then, Oh, Miguel, he shined. He was able to go to school on crutches, but when he learned about Dimitri's broken arm due to the Cobra Kai, Miguel confronts Hawk and disbelief. And I was so proud of Miguel for standing up for the whole cause. You know, Miguel, he was unable to walk. He was in a coma. And these kids don't see how badly harmed people can be. And and being that Dimitri's assault was intentional, I just saw the disappointment from Miguel's character. And I think that he displayed that very well. I'm still very confused as to why these kids have not received all this pain thought through but here we are in episode or season three of (laughs) cobra kai yeah it's very important that uh they're teaching uh these lessons to our youth i think so uh at any time you know when i was in high school or middle school and my parent had to be on campus at any age in elementary school, <laughs> I was always cringing if my mom had to be at my school. Like, oh, why is she here? Um, so then when we saw Johnny sneaking on campus and he tells the kids that he screwed up and I really felt his his sincerity. Yes, just me him too. being there for them. And he tells the kids where the new dojo is and to see them You know, he's going to see them there. But my favorite part of that on-campus moment with Johnny being there is when he smacks that teenager's books out of his hands (laughs) and he tells him he just had to do it. You know, that was just so classic and perfectly done by Johnny. Oh, 
God. I know he goes, sorry. He, he apologizes to like, sorry, old habits or I don't yeah. know what he said, but it was a crack up. Classic Johnny. Holy. And also, also through this um, episode, uh, Johnny, you know, Johnny's technical skills. Oh, my gosh. He says when they're on Facebook, he wonders how long it takes to travel on Facebook to another state. That's pretty cute. Oh, my God. And then when he's naming the dojo, he says, oh, what about uh, uh, KKK or something? I can't, Cobra Kai karate or something like that and miguel translates that he's all uh kkk i don't think so <laughs> it was yeah. just like oh it just it's so funny because it's almost in that situation that uh miguel's kind of like parenting um johnny so much i think he even tells him i don't know if it's this one or the next one he says oh they drank the juice and johnny's all like what juice, what juice? i'm like really but really Johnny would be the one to know that, right? Because of how the time that happened many, many years ago. And how would Miguel even know that? So it's just so funny how they feel like, uh, yeah, that Miguel's being the parent in this um, and the teacher or the mentor. But I just love them together. They crack me up. I love it. I also want to say how you were mentioning Sam and Daniel and and, uh, being really good teaching moments. I... I think Daniel is such a good dad to Sam. I really do. I just love that he listens to her and tries to give her the lessons that he learned. And and yeah, sure, of course, he makes mistakes sometimes, but he's always, he just loves his daughter and he's willing to, you know, realize and admit when he does make his mistakes and, you know, always try to come from uh her end and and seeing her and listening to her. So I just think that that's so awesome. He's such a good dad. Yes, he is. Thank you for showing us how to mentor our kids, Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. (laughs) In episode eight, the good, the bad and the badass. I'm going to give this episode to Sam and Miguel. Without these two, the all Valley championships would not have not be able to happen without those two speaking from their hearts and actually supportive of one another. I mean, they mm. went to there together. Yeah. And they spoke um, from their personal experience. And so even though there are three dojos who cannot convince the council to approve it, those kids did it. They spoke from their experience and their heart and they made it happen. Sam's mom got kicked out, and I still can't believe that she slapped crates. <laughs> no, I know. It seemed, you know, back at Miyagi Do, Robbie walking up to Sam and Miguel, that was like a very emotional moment. But let's not forget, we need to rewind. Robbie got out of prison, and Johnny and Daniel both showed up to be supportive. And Robbie didn't want to have anything to do with them. I mean, a couple of grumpy old men bickering at the meeting point where Robbie is being picked up. I just like, how, how did they not see that? He was abandoned by his father and turned in by these men. You know, Daniel had called the police Mm -hmm. and then all they can do is think of fighting with each other, even at the most vulnerable moment that actually matter. Sheesh. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make any sense that they're like, they got caught by surprise. 
by Robbie. I'm like, hello, you're there for Robbie, but yes, come on, get with it. So on a lighter note, Johnny and Carmen, they talk nicely (laughs) and then they totally, totally get it on. She straddles him. They're like passionate. They knock the TV off the wall. I mean, they're like hot. They're like on Uh... fire. Oh, yes, that's so true. That's a crack up. I like it. Um, You know, the focus on the three dojos was really entertaining. And I think at that, when they were there, you know, pleading their case, um, he says something. Johnny brings up a wedgie or a swirly. Wasn't it Johnny? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were cracking me up. And um, yeah, I felt bad for Robbie showing up at Miyagi-Do and uh, seeing that. But then, God, he goes to Cobra Kai and I'm like, no, why are you going there? Uh, Yeah. Honestly, like, I'm getting tired of this grumpy old man uh, way of life. I like, they're just... It was funny how they both would sit down when Kreese would be like this, you know, veteran, this war veteran, and they're like praising him, and they're just like, ugh, you know. But I really am like hoping that they can uh, work together because it's starting to wear and tear on me. Yeah, uh, that they can't get it together, and like, you know, like the whole Robbie picking him up from jail, uh, Robbie creeping up on Sam and um, Miguel. Miguel. That that was just so convenient for that to happen. I mean, if anything, that would have been their moment to really consult with each other because that was a big, I mean, it was this love triangle that started all of this, really. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked to see, a, you know, this be a a, a, a moment for them to, to maybe confront each other uh, positively, I guess. I mean, he threw the guy or pushed the guy off a balcony. Exactly right. He could have. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, like you said earlier, he didn't do it intentionally to to kill the person or to to put him in the hospital. But, you know, you you did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I don't know. These kids need to start really facing and learning from these experiences. And I mm-hmm. think for, for Sam, it's really hard. She was traumatized by that experience. And Miguel is, is trying to be what he once was, you know, his training, we watch him fall and, and he's trying so hard. He wants to do it. He doesn't want to be treated like a baby. He wants to, to be that uh, at his prime where he was at the all Valley. He wants that back. And, um, to see how far Robbie has come, he was, you know, this hooligan and now he, or, and then his life was turning around and now look at where he's back. I mean, even just visiting with his old buddies when Johnny and, um, uh, Daniel had gone to prison to go meet his, his, uh, uh, thieves those but those guys that he used to hang around oh yes right okay that cracked me up too that was a good scene yeah that was good oh gosh it's just look at how far robbie had come and then he got like 
two steps forward, like yeah, I know it? how many steps back, three steps forward, two steps back, yeah, or something like that. So <laughs> it's just like this tango, which is I I want to see. I like the drama because it's a show, and like you know, that's where I can get my drama. I'd rather have right. their drama than mine. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, can we just all like get along? <laughs> <laughs> so in episode nine, feel the night, right? Where did we leave off? Carmen and Johnny, right? Oh, but wait, there's more. Now there's Johnny and Allie. What's this? Allie is back in the <sighs> valley. Yay. Let's ride this train and hope that Carmen will still be around. <laughs> but yeah. lovely. It was so good to see them together. I love their caring nature off the bat. I mean, Allie invites Johnny to a party. And then at that party, Johnny is looking hot, right? He's got that um, Scarface suit on. And he, <laughs> he looks disappointed when he sees Daniel hugging Allie at a distance. I know. <laughs> uh, Robbie and Cobra Kai steal a cobra from the zoo. Like, that's just crazy altogether. But he did it, and Kreese was pleased. So, Diana, how do you feel about Daniel being partial to the idea of Sam and Miguel working as a stronger force? I mean, especially having to having gone to Japan recently. He's learned a lot since this trip. Yeah, I just think it's great. And I love that the bond that Daniel and Miguel are finally having, too. Perfect. You know, because they're learning from each other also, which I really like that they're that Daniel's open to it, right? So I mean, he is the one that was one the all valley and everything. So yeah, and I think, oh, I, I am excited to see them, uh, you know, together and yes. uh, fight alongside each other. So well, yeah, and it's gonna like, bring Johnny into the mix of things. So that's kind of like, um, Reminds me of that movie, The Parent Trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just have to bring Tori up again because she was super scary in this. I, I tell you, she's just, I would be afraid of her too. So I i totally get why Sam is so <laughs> scared of her and has her PTSD. And Johnny, he's always making me cringe or making me laugh. Uh, he just amuses me so much. You know, he orders that vegan burger with Allie. Yes. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, I'll just have a cheeseburger. And he's all, uh, second thought, I'll have a cheeseburger too. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> cracking me up. I was so thrilled to see Allie and me too. I love their relationship. And, you know, just, I just, I'm so happy they got her to come back. Elizabeth Shue. Yay, I just wanted this to happen so, so bad. I'm so glad that she came back. And yeah, she is looks here. great. She does. And I just, I could feel their connection and their chemistry. And, you know, uh, it's just really good. So I just loved it. And I also loved seeing her and Daniel, too. So I thought that yeah. that was really awesome. That's great. Oh, I'm so glad. That was a good episode. I liked to see them in all the... um elements and uh, going back to uh, mini golf, that arcade. Yeah. Um, that was really cute. And uh, to see her interacting with her mom, like being feeling like I just felt like she was a kid again. Mm -hmm. Yes. You always feel like a kid with your parents, right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> doesn't matter how old you are. Oh, yeah, gosh. Yeah, cute. I was happy with that episode. Really happy. Um, so in uh, episode 10, December 19th, this episode had me at the edge of my seat. Everything happened. There was so much built up tension that was either fueled or put at ease. And if you saw this episode, you will know that Johnny and Daniel and Allie and Amanda, (laughs) they had their moment and they got to understand each other. And I loved it. And if you know, Daniel and Johnny, we've seen them both on peaceful terms and before, and it was short lived, right? So I wonder how long this will last and will they tolerate working together through the dojos, through the lives of their kids for the sake of these kids and karate? I know. Oh, wow. So I want to say I was so excited with this last episode and I too was on the edge of my seat in the beginning. I was laughing out loud watching Daniel and Johnny interact in front of Allie, and I was so happy to see her clarify, you know, some of the things that happened and give these guys perspective. And they they finally, I finally feel that they could see something other than their own view, which will help hopefully mend their old ways. And then we see the fight at the house that was so well choreographed and filmed just like the finale in season two, you know, we see Tan, sorry, we see Tori and Sam face off. Oh my God. Holy crap. I was like, oh, I was so happy to see her go and get that. Um, I don't know what it's called. I don't want, I hate to call it a stick, but you know, when she, everything that her dad taught her and she could utilize the, the moves and the techniques that she learned. And I was so happy. Happy with Hawk, a.k.a. Eli's change of heart. I was like, yes. I was so happy about that. And, you know, and then we see Johnny, Crease, and Robbie. That was just too much. That that was like, oh, my gosh, my brain. I was like, what is going to happen? What's Robbie going to do? What's Johnny going to do? What's Crease going to do? And did you notice that? When uh, Johnny was fighting with Crease, that you could tell it was a different person because they showed the back of him. He's all agile. I'm like, uh, yeah, he's not that agile. I mean, mind you, uh, Johnny's in his 50s, right? So, uh, I mean, he's not as agile as Robbie would be. So, you know, and then here you got Crease, who's much older. So I just thought that part was funny, too, watching that fight. But, you know, and then we see that Johnny uh has to push Robbie because he goes, I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to fight you, which I so appreciate. It was a perfect thing to say, right, to your son. But then he has to push Robbie off and then Robbie hits his head. I'm like, oh, my God, it knocks him out. And then that's when Crease, you know, gets that him in a chokehold. Thank God Daniel came when he did. Thank Gosh. And I will say for me, the highlight was watching Daniel fight Crease. And when he was able to use um, those moves that he learned, um, I was yelling, yes, 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 when Daniel was using those moves that Chosen taught him on Crease. It was just, 
It was so perfect. Um, these moments are my favorite, and it reminds me of all the lessons that Mr. Miyagi taught Daniel. So it was just a really great, great finale. Exactly. I also want to know what you thought about Kreese and his, uh, what happened to him in Vietnam, what you thought about all that, because it kind of brings, you know, it shows the end result of that. Yeah, I mean, I I thought of him as a different person while he was younger and working in the restaurant and finding his love of his life. And then the letter comes and him, that corrupted captain of his and um, volunteering himself to uh, fight the Captain Turner, you know, that's definitely where I feel that he was reborn into this person. I mean, he endured his pain and um, it changed him forever. I mean, look at him. I know, know, right? And isn't it interesting that they were, there were the snakes or I don't know where they cobras down there. I don't know, but that, you know, that that's where he probably came up with the name and, also, yeah, I, no I don't mercy know. Mercy came from Captain Turner. So exactly, he, yeah, he was definitely influenced greatly while he was um, a soldier. And uh, I don't even know if he would have been the right person for that young lady when he exactly. would go home. Right, I agree. I agree so, with you. Yeah, um, I was. I, at least we got to see. Uh, his story. I, I'm actually thankful for that. So we know why he is the way that he is. Yeah. It was such a great episode. I loved it. There was a lot that went on in this entire season. It, there are a yeah. lot of details. Or exactly. Details. So what else, uh, Diana, do you have any additional thoughts about season three? Well, I want to say that uh, Aisha was gone and it's a huge bummer, but I really hope that they bring her back uh, in the next season because, um, you know, maybe she'll be a Miyagi-Do. Maybe that'll help them, right? And uh, I think that Sam needs a friend, a a girlfriend. So it would be great to see her. And it cracks me up. There's no shortage of the word badass in Johnny's vocabulary, (laughs) which I love because it's so him. Um, I thought it was cool that Daniel reunites with Una. Uh, She's the one he saved in the typhoon in uh, Karate Kid 2. Yeah. And she's the one who helps him save his business, which I thought was so well done. And we've talked about Tori and her major issues, but I swear where to got that lip of hers that's always like kind of quivering and she just like is so good at being bad and uh i you know i do want to mention amanda again and i i did this last um podcast on seasons one and two bringing up amanda she really is a supportive wife mother and business partner because she tells daniel you know what go take time off take the day off uh spend it with your daughter um, you know, she goes, I'll run the business. Uh, this is what we need. I'm like, holy crap, you're good. And then just even with him and Allie and, and she gets it. And I just love her. I think she's a great 
um, wife, mother, and business partner. So um, I like her a lot. And um, when Miguel was talking um, about uh, the All Valley Tournament and uh, and bringing up why it's important to have it, um, he brought up the values of discipline, inner strength, and confidence. And I just thought that that was so good. I loved hearing him say that. And uh, I mentioned earlier about Miguel and Daniel bonding, and I thought that was uh, that was good because Miguel saw Daniel's point of view on so many things, um, which I think, you know, gave him further insight to learning about Daniel. And, uh, oh, at the end when Allie and Johnny were, you know, at the end of the party, they hug and Open Arms is playing. And I was like, swoon, <laughs> because um, I don't know, just something very nostalgic with them hugging and and just I felt like she was really encouraging him about Carmen and uh just kind of being there for each other. So I just thought that that was really cool and that she gave him good advice. And then we see Johnny, he's like, all of a sudden he gets a light bulb and he's like, oh my God, like he realizes how much he cares about Carmen and that he loves her. And then that's when he decides to run and talk to her. But when he gets there, that's when he sees that Miguel is all beat up and then that throws him over the edge and what causes him to go to Crease and um, the... Cobra Kai Dojo. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I do want to mention the music being instrumental in this show. Um, even the music when Daniel talks about uh, Miyagi-Do or um, Mr. Miyagi or uh, lessons that they've learned how they play that little uh, music. And then when Johnny gets his group together or he's about to do something. You hear the rock music start to come up. And even when Crease, when there's something with Crease, that music comes up. I just, music is so, I love when music really propels the story forward and it really does in the show. And I really appreciate it. Um, at the very, very end of the last episode, uh, we see how Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang people come together. And I loved that. And the song was uh, the Phil Collins song. I can feel it. Um, and just to watch each friend be reunited with each other, um, you know, standing side by side. And then Daniel standing there. And that's when Johnny comes out and they look at each other and they bow. <gasps> Oh, I love that moment. It was so cool. Yeah. Good. I like I like all your feedback. I do want to say though that Robbie's missing. And oh. it really, really breaks my heart. Yeah. What are your thoughts? You have any additional thoughts on the on the season? Poor Robbie. I don't know what he's gonna do. I'm glad I know. to see I'm glad to see Robbie's mom uh doing a lot better in uh rehab though yes so hopefully when she's uh when she gets out of rehab she'll be uh a better parent to robbie and uh for herself too so that was good to see her doing better uh johnny uh when she asked him how what's he been up to and i loved how his was like a full-on book 
And Miguel's <laughs> like, oh, are you writing a book or what? <laughs> and, uh, you know, he had to shorten it. And all he said was, not much. And uh-huh. clearly they've been through a lot. Um, Amanda, she's, she was just, she had me pumped up this episode or this season altogether. She was just a boss lady, right? And I was thinking of her. When all the kids broke the house, I was like, I would freak the frack out if I were her. I would, oh uh-huh. my gosh, everything, glass broken everywhere, windows shattering, just crazy. All my stuff, I would be so freaking out. Um, I love Yasmin and Dimitri. I think she did <laughs> such a good job as a friend when she saved his arm cast from that public humiliation. And yes. she can relate to him. And she helps him with... You know what he's dealing with with these bullies, and uh, they're just so cute together. I love those two. Yeah, um, that was cute. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that we spoke about the dealership. You know, for me and my heart, I feel like there was a huge risk with their business, and and losing their business. And I just wanted to make sure that I say that I was hoping that their business would survive. I really felt terrible about all the snakes in the grass trying to take their livelihood. And I'm just Mm. so thankful that it all worked out for them because, you know, they work so hard at what they do and that other, um, uh, that other dealership, that competitor was trying to weasel their way and push them out. And I just think that happens way too much in industry. And I just, uh, was praying that that wouldn't happen to them and so thankful that they got, um, their, uh, their coworker, their colleague back. I think his name is Amin and, uh, he helped them, uh, with their bu- their business. Cause he left in season one or two. Are you talking about the cousin or the other guy? The other guy's name is Manoush. Oh, Manoush, Manoush. Yeah. Manoush. I was glad to see him back and helping the, the, their dealership. Um, that was, that was good. I was glad to see that. So yeah, that's kind of some of the things that I noticed in the season. So Diana, what do you hope to see in season four? I hope to see more of Daniel and Johnny teaming up to battle crease and any new villain and I'm thinking, could it be Terry Silver? Oh, gosh, I don't know. You know, because Kreese makes that call and he's looking at the picture and Karate Kid 3. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, you know, more rivalry. But I'm just hoping that they team up and, uh, you know, can get Kreese out of there. And I really want Robbie to know that both Johnny and Daniel love him. And I'm not sure how long that will take, but um, I just don't like that he's with Crease at all, at all. And I hope, you know, I do want to say that Tori is very manipulative because I noticed that she always plays upon people's um, insecurities. And I think that she did that with Robbie. And I think that's why he went to Crease. And I and I don't like it. <laughs> so I want Robbie to know the people that really care about him. So hmm. Brooke, tell me what what are your hopes for season four? 
I'm hoping to see strong relationships built and holding on together by strong, strong, strong glue. And I'm curious what the glue will be. I'm surprised that it has gone as far as it has, and I hope that we see some of the tension put to rest. It's a lot to take in, and I think Kreese is very unstable, and he's acting really manic, and someone needs to call the authorities and get his ass out. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, that wraps it up for Cobra Kai Season 3. Amazing series. So if you're not watching it and you've listened to our podcast, you better go out and watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's for sure. So, Diana, what else are you currently watching? Well, I just want to briefly mention what I'm watching. I have put some of this up on our blog. Uh, If you go to our link in our bio, you can click on that. And we're also going to have our podcast on what we're currently watching so we can, you know, dig in and let people know. Um, But I did finish The Office. And this was right before New Year's Eve, but um, it took me several months to get through them all, but I loved it. And I'm starting to watch it again. And I'm listening to Office Ladies, which is a podcast where they're going over each episode. And I just think it's a really fun show. So if you haven't watched The Office, you should just give it a try. It's really funny. And then now that I'm at the end and I go back and watch the beginning ones, I'm laughing at like almost nothing. In the beginning when I watched, I had no idea because I didn't know the characters. Now everything is funny to me. So I just love The Office. Um, I'm watching This Is Us. I love This Is Us. Um, I believe they're on season five. I've talked about it before, but it's been so good. So I recommend people watch that. Bridgerton, I watched on Netflix. I loved it so much. Um, I highly recommend that. Uh, The Servant is on Apple TV. Uh, This is an M. Night Shyamalan kind of creepy thriller, and it's really good. It's on season two. I watched, I binge watched season one, and now I'm watching uh, season two um, weekly. It's really good. I watched The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. Oh, that was so entertaining. It's comedy, drama, mystery, too. Uh, Very, very good. And as far as movies, I had watched Wonder Woman 84, 1984, and uh, I loved it. It was great. I watched the Bee Gees documentary. I love them so much. It was a really great documentary. Um, I watched The Sound of Metal. Uh, which with Riz Ahmed, and uh, he is getting buzz for um, maybe Oscar nominated. But uh, it's funny, I was just I came across a um, variety actors on actors, and it had uh, Stephen Yoon from Walking Dead, and he's in a movie called Minari that I haven't seen yet. I don't know if it's released. It might not be released till February, but that's also getting buzz for Oscar. And so uh, Steven and Riz were like interviewing each other and talking about each of their movies. And that was just really, really good. I liked getting insight to both of them and their characters and everything. So anyways, that's what I'm currently watching. What about you, Brooke? What are you watching? Oh, okay. Well, thank you for your, your recommendations. Those look awesome. Uh, I want to check The Servant out tonight, I think. But I don't know. Yes. I've got kids. They're always trying to stay up with me. I'm not sure if it's appropriate for them. No, it's, well. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. 
Yeah. Um, but I'm watching uh, weekly. We're watching WandaVision on Disney Plus, and it's about Wanda and Vision from the Avengers. They're amazing in this series, and every episode, we're like, what did we just watch? What is going... What is happening? <laughs> and in the last episode, last night, we're like, we finally understand more. But it was like, we're like hanging on this cliff. Like we just needed it. Like, give it to me. Like, it's that good, you guys. So if you're not watching WandaVision and if you don't know who they are, you need to find out now and rent your Disney Plus subscription and catch up. It's really, really good. Um, I'm also rewatching Yellowstone season one because I realized how much I missed and I'm like, what was I doing? Why don't I know this? What's going on? <laughs> so now I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much that happened. How did I miss that? It's so, so good. Yellowstone. And I watched a couple movies. So in Monsters of Man, this was uh, categorized as action, horror, sci-fi. And yeah, it was pretty horrific uh, because there are these four uh, artificial intelligence robots that are are like going through their testing period. And so they get dropped off in this jungle of, I believe it's Cambodia. And um, they happen to like basically uh, massacre an entire village. And then there are these tourists who are actually a group of doctors who get thrown into this somehow. And now they're trying to escape and they're just these innocent doctors that have no idea. Like all these people were innocent. And so they're just like running from these killer robots. And one of the people in the group have a GPS that these robots are following. So they just know where they are at all time and they're just on to them and they're just like dropping like flies. It's crazy. And they always like get hurt, you know, and then they get left behind. So it's just, it was just a series of, of, of like horror basically. So scary, <laughs> but exciting and loud. So, uh, I don't know. Mike might want to watch this cause it's like, you know, bang, bang, shoot them up like crazy. Uh, almost a little bit Rambo, I felt like at times ah. too. So yeah, I recommend it. You have to, well, we had to, I believe we paid uh, for this, the rental. Um, and it's, I believe we watched it on prime. So um, that was what we watched for our family night <laughs> a couple of weekends ago. <laughs> and then I'm watching, I haven't finished it yet, but it's on Netflix and it's radium girls. And it's about, uh, these uh, warehouse or factory workers uh, who are mainly women and they're, they're quite young. So they're girls. They're like underage as far as under 18. Some of them are, and they're working in this factory uh, painting, hand painting dials for these watches for the soldiers in, uh, I believe it's world war two. So I know with all my research and collecting vintage items, there um, a lot of toxic materials used during this time in the Depression era. And so what, what's happening is these, these girls, they're painting these dials, 
but they're being instructed to lick the paintbrush after they've dipped it into the this toxic radiation paint. And so they're being poisoned with this uh, uh, radioactive paint. And so now their bones are toxic and, and um, they're basically falling apart from their mouth through their bones, you know, so they're sick, they're getting sick. They're going to the doctor who this factory or this company is recommending that they see, and they're being diagnosed with syphilis um, as a cover-up. So the factory knows they're aware that this paint is toxic, but they've gotten so deep and they've gone so far. They just don't know how to get out of it. They're just employing these people. They have not changed the standards. They have not changed the paint. And this is back when they're still doing experimental medical procedures. You know, it's not like nowadays where you, you, we feel more confident in going to the doctor and, you know, we've, we've learned so much. Um, but still back then it's like, you know, how long have they had uh, penicillin? Right. So just the treatments back then and, and everything that they're going through, it was really heartbreaking to see um, what these young people are going through with this product that they're being told to put in their mouth. Wow. So I recommend it. It's, it's, it's hard to watch um, like the, just the realization of what happened in uh, our, our humanity at one time, like in the United States of America, anywhere it could have happened, but the fact that it actually did, it's just crazy. And the fact that uh, there's young people fighting back, like, Hey, we can't, do this. We have to um, be advocates and make change. Like our sisters are dying, you know? So yeah. it was really good. And I have to finish it. I have like 25 more minutes left. Ah, sounds good. Yeah. But thank you, Diana. Thank you for your recommendations. Thank you for yours. You're welcome. And that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful that you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe on Apple podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. If you could do us a big favor and rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, we really need your feedback. We'll be uploading a new episode in a couple of weeks. Next show will be on what we are watching. So you can find our website listed in our show notes and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.